This is The Efficiency Point, a podcast from Modern Pumping Today magazine. I'm MPT editor Jay Campbell, along with our producer Richard Council. We'd like to welcome all of our new listeners and remind you that you can find us online at mptmag.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on any of your favorite podcast apps, where you can also find our past episodes from 2019. On today's show, we speak with Ron Crozier, president and founder of Greasezilla, a West Virginia-based company that's providing an innovative solution for treating fats, oils, and grease in municipal wastewater. Also, we take an early look at the upcoming issue of MPT. But first, some headlines. ACE 20 registration is open today. Registration is now open for the American Waterworks Association's annual conference and exhibition, or ACE. The event will be held June 14th through 17th in 2020 in Orlando, Florida. The theme of ACE 20 this year will be A Future So Bright, so attendees can expect to learn leading-edge solutions and exchange knowledge to help ensure that they meet the challenges of the next decade facing the water profession around the world. The American Water Works Association notes that recent successes in addressing challenges and more effective water management are fueling the positivity felt around the industry. Yet many challenges in the water sector remain, such as infrastructure renewal, supply, quality, water resiliency, affordability, and application of the workforce. If you've never attended an ACE event before, I highly recommend it. You'll find that water professionals are an optimistic bunch, uh, both about the health of their industry and its future. If you are a water professional interested in leveraging innovation, advocacy, and new programs to address critical issues to protect the world's most important resource, you can register online to attend uh, ACE20 at awa.org ACE. That website is awwa.org ACE. So give them a check out. Uh, and while ACE is a few months away, another important industry event is right around the corner. Uh, co-sponsored by Air Con- the Air Conditioning, Heating, and Refrigeration Institute and by ASHRAE, the AHR Expo for 2020 will feature thousands of products in more than 770 categories. Additionally, the 2020 version of the exhibition will include uh, two new special focus areas on the show floor. Uh, the first being the Building Automation and Control Showcase, which will be a special area of the show where you'll find BAC-related products and services. Some of those would be energy and facility management systems, climate controls, monitoring systems, as well as entire network building solutions. Uh, The other special area would be the software center, which is a special area of the show floor designed for all HVAC-related software, both off-the-shelf versions and customizable solutions. Those would include project and field service management, inventory control, GPS tracking, remote-based and cloud-based software, and many other innovations. And speaking of innovation, this year's AHR Expo will be the first ever to include a podcast pavilion. Several industry podcasts will be recording live, sharing content with guests on the show floor, answering questions uh, from attendees, and all attendees are welcome to have access to the podcast pavilion meet and greet, where they'll have a chance to talk one-on-one with some of the industry experts and address uh, some of their concerns on social media. 
AHR Expo will be held uh, February 3rd through 5th in the Orange County Convention Center, also in Orlando, Florida. You can read more about AHR Expo 2020 in the January issue of MPT in our trade show profile. A uh, lot of stuff going on in Orlando, Richard. Uh, maybe uh, you and I should get down there on the podcast pavilion. Yeah, we should definitely look into it. I know I am. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Find out, uh, find out what it takes to get us on the podcast pavilion. Maybe we'll do a live episode, AHR Expo. Oh, absolutely. Maybe we can show them uh, what a real podcast sounds like. Yeah, take them on, head on. So they're they're not colleagues; they're competitors. That's how we see it. While we're in Orlando, maybe we could also do that uh, Star Wars land. Have you ever been to Star Wars land? Uh, no, no, I, I haven't either. No, I just I like Star Wars. Uh, I don't. I don't even like Star Wars. I just like the idea of Star Wars land. Maybe we, you know, I could I could be like uh, the Chewbacca, and you could be Han Solo. That way, I wouldn't have to say much. Well, give us your best Chewbacca impression. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's about that's 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 the closest of an impression you'll get out of me. Yeah. Uh, in other news, a recent report published by uh, Persistence Market Research predicts that uh, FOG, Fat Oil and Grease Removal Equipment Market, is expected to grow in the first half of the coming decade. The report throws light on various raw material suppliers, vendors, manufacturers, and market players in the value change of FOG removal, as well as the economic and political scenarios of different regions around the world. Critical insights included in the, included in the report are uh, a review of the global fog removal equipment market during the past two years, as well as a forecast period going up to 2025, an analysis of the marketing, sales, promotional strategies adopted by different market players in different areas, and an in-depth study of the supply-demand trends in different regions, as well as the manufacturing production capabilities of various players operating in the fog removal equipment market. The competitive outlook chapter of the report highlights business prospects of prominent players operating in the market, including their product pricing, strategies, uh, preferred market channels, product portfolios, and market presence. We'll be talking with one of those prominent players, um, Ron Crozier, the founder and president of West Virginia-based Greasezilla, later in today's show. A link to the full report can be found in the show notes for this episode. news item, a little bit of house cleaning from uh, closing out 2019, uh, and some congratulations. Since 2001, the Submersible Wastewater Pump Association, or SWAPA, has awarded scholarships to students affiliated with member companies who are studying in the field of engineering. The Charles G. Stolberg Memorial Scholarship is named after longtime SWAPA Executive Director Chuck Stolberg, and the 2019 award has a record number of applicants. Six applicants were personally interviewed by SWAPA Administrative Director Carol Stolberg, and the Executive Committee reviewed each of these applications and interviewed them at the November 13th Executive Committee meeting last year. Honorable mentions were given to the following students. Laura Zielinski, representing Xylem. Doug Schoenberger, representing Ohio Electric Control, Allison Williams, representing Liberty Pumps, and Michael Giacirella, representing Grunfos. The winners of the 2019 Charles G. Stolberg Memorial Scholarship are Cole Swenson, representing Vaughn, and Jacob Siemens, representing Ohio Electric Control. Congratulations to them, and good luck to them in their future endeavors. We look forward to hearing what they have in store.
grease or fog waste is becoming a serious issue for many communities around the country. One company, Greasezilla, has dedicated itself to solving that problem, and we're pleased to have their president, Ron Crozier, join us today. Hi, Ron. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good, Jay. How are you? You're doing very well. And thanks for taking time to join us today. Uh, Ron, tell us a little bit about Greasezilla, your company, and, uh, and how it set itself apart in handling the growing need for fog treatment. Sure. Uh, we started uh, uh, in the pumping industry uh, in the 60s, and we began pumping grease traps in the uh, in the early early 80s. And uh, disposing of grease trap waste has been a has always been an issue. I don't uh, I don't know that it's uh, ever been easy. And uh, we we used several technologies over the years: uh, dewatering technologies, uh, composting, and uh, old tin. Years ago, 15 years ago, we were uh, heavily into composting and using uh, sawdust as a bulking agent. And at that time, we were uh, we were paid uh, to haul away sawdust from uh, uh, from sawmills in the area. And uh, then, with the advent of uh, the wood pellets, uh, that uh, product that we were once paid to haul away uh, became uh, uh, quite valuable. And uh, that uh, that made the composting difficult for us. And uh, then we started looking at other other methods of uh, of handling the waste. Using uh, POTWs was not an option for us in southern West Virginia. There were, at the time, no facilities uh, that accepted grease trap waste. And uh, so we were, uh, you know, we were aware of the uh, the BTU content of uh, brown grease. Uh, it was made clear to us from uh, several compost fires that we'd had over the years. And uh, we began uh, researching a way to remove uh, the brown grease from the grease trap waste. We realized that uh, once the brown grease was out of the mix, uh, disposing of the rest of it wasn't a problem. We could uh, blend it with septage. We could uh, take it uh, to plants that accepted septage, we could land apply. Uh, we had a lot of options. In in the old days, it was hard to find places that could treat fat oils and grease. Well, I- Absolutely, we had uh, we had no options in West Virginia, uh, none at all. We had to handle it ourselves if we were going to be in the business. The large companies then, uh, you know, hauled it to facilities in other states, and uh, uh, you could blend a little bit of it with septage, and that was what uh, many of the small haulers did. But uh, you couldn't blend much of it. Uh, I bet that got pricey too, didn't it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and uh, you know, you'd find yourself uh, find yourself in a bind. Uh, uh, very, uh, very easily. So uh, that led us to, you know, start to start our uh, research and development of a way to remove brown grease uh, uh, from the grease trap waste. And uh, after a few years of R and D, Greasella was the result. So, how does Greasella work differently than the old method, and what are what are you offering your customers now? Well, Greasella is different from uh, uh, many of the other technologies that haulers used in that all of the technologies available really uh, boiled down to, to one principle, adding polymers uh, to cause the grease to coagulate uh, on uh, other solids and then filtering out the grease and solids. But when you were finished with that, you still had two waste streams to dispose of. You had uh, uh, the sludge and the water. The water was still very high in BOD, and 
the sludge uh, was just a goopy mess that, that um, you really couldn't do anything with but landfill. And landfill fees are just, just horrendous. And those technologies uh, are just incredibly labor-intensive, especially if you make a mis- uh, mistake with the uh, polymer addition and uh, bind your filtering system. Plus, a lot of communities so, are trying uh, to cut down on landfill access overall, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so with uh, with Greasella, there's uh, there's really no uh, need to landfill anything at the end of the day. Once the brown grease is removed, the uh, the, the batter and the water are easily uh, easily disposed of. So, in that process, if I'm in charge of the municipal wastewater system in my area. Who do you think might be, you know, what are my options that I'm looking at dealing with fog going in, and where does Grisilla come in to help me going forward? Well, if you're in the municipal wastewater system, the technologies available basically centered around anaerobic digestion and uh, with that process you just uh, blend grease trap waste with huge amounts of uh, sewage sludge. Uh, The sewage sludge has a very little energy left in it uh, at this point and so uh, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of profit in creating biogas. Uh, The addition of grease trap waste adds a uh, a lot of uh, a lot of energy to the mix but the brown grease in that uh, in that mixture causes foaming issues, and uh, you know can shut down digester or the digesters for long periods of time. Digesters are incredibly expensive, and uh, you know we uh, we commonly see uh, ROIs of uh, 15 to 20 years on uh, this technology when it's uh, implemented at a uh, POTW and uh, investments of uh, 15 million dollars and That's higher. That's a lot of overhead. Absolutely, absolutely, and then a lot of a lot of maintenance, a lot of maintenance on a system that's uh, very sensitive to upset. But uh, Grisilla doesn't have that same RI, does it? Uh, absolutely. Uh, with uh, with a Grisilla system uh, operating at fifty percent capacity, you can realize a return on investment of uh, two years. And so it um, it makes a lot of sense. That's not a huge investment, uh, uh, depending on uh, uh, your uh, current infrastructure, uh, anywhere from uh, three quarters of a million to maybe two million dollars, and you're in business. And uh, because there's a market for the brown grease that uh, we produce uh, uh, as a, a substitute for bunker oil or uh, a feedstock for some of the new biodiesel technologies. Uh, you have no no trouble uh, uh, ridding yourself of the brown grease once you're uh, uh, once you've produced it. A million dollars here, a million dollars there. Pretty soon, it adds up to real money. Right. And uh, absolutely. But uh, oh, go ahead, Ron. Oh, I was just um, I was just going to say that uh, uh, for the smaller treatment plants that uh, don't have uh, money in their budget uh, to uh, you know even spend a couple of million dollars on a system to get into the grease trap waste uh, receiving system, we're so confident in the uh, profitability of our system and uh, the uh, the low cost of operation that we're uh, we're happy to uh, partner uh, with treatment plants and uh, offer them options. Uh, at uh, basically zero cost uh, to get into the business, and then uh, then just profit share for a few years uh, to recapture our investment. Alec, you mentioned earlier you got your start in West Virginia, but how far do you see the reach and need for Greasezilla going in the future? Well, 
you know, uh, we have trouble in this country with grease trap waste, and uh, all developing countries uh, are having that problem. We are currently working with uh, customers uh, in Asia, in Australia, in South America, and uh, Canada, and the United States. And we, uh, we've had several inquiries from Europe uh, where they uh, have a high, great appreciation uh, for the value of brown grease. <clears throat> They're currently subsidizing uh, the burning of brown grease as a substitute for bunker oil uh, in uh, many European countries. So, uh, so we see uh, applications all over the world. We currently have systems operating in uh, uh, Chile and the Caribbean uh, and uh, as well as the United States. Well, if you'll pardon my uh, misquoting John Denver, uh, it seems like those country roads have uh, led just about everywhere. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's uh, I guess that's true. We uh, we certainly uh, certainly do have an international reach. There's no uh, no question about that. Uh, in fact, we we probably get as many inquiries uh, from uh, the rest of the world as we do from the United States. That's great. Well, Ron, if uh, people listening to this want to learn more about Grisilla or get in contact with you, uh, where can they find you online? Uh, sure, www.grisilla.com, G-R-E-A-S-E-Z-I-L-L-A. And I think I dated myself by saying www. I understand young people don't do that anymore. Uh, well, I think uh, you know, young or old, I think uh, people are going to find a lot of value in the products and services you're offering. So uh, thank you for taking time to share with us today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Happy to talk to you. Take care. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. first issue of 2020 is headed your way. Inside, Owen Betts of Infratech Drive shares how a hospital has optimized its water supply with their company's OptiDrive Echo system. Also, Rob Martindale of Watson Marlowe Fluid Technology Group shows a new pump shows how a new pump system solves corrosion and viscosity problems for one town in Michigan. Lastly, we all know how corrosion can cause damage to non-resistant metallic components, so Stephen Wilde of Homa Pump Technology tells us how a pump series made of investment cast stainless steel has increased the service life of their pumps with maximum efficiency. All that and more can be found in the January issue of MPT. Uh, Richard, since it's uh, January, do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions you'd like to share? Actually, I don't. Uh, every year I fail to actually fall through with them anyway, so I just decided this year that I'm just going to not have one. That seems to be the way with most New Year's resolutions. They always seem to be made, but never, you know, never. And in fact, it seems like most New Year's resolutions end up, the the opposite happens. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that should be, a, maybe, you know, we should think, think strategically about this. Okay. So uh, my resolution this year is going to be, uh, let's see, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to work out less. Perfect. I'm going to uh, eat worse food. Okay. I'm going to spend way less time with my family. Okay. And and just overall, um, you know, just 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 try to be miserable. I think that sounds like a plan. Yeah. Now when I fail at any of those goals, I'll actually be happy on the other side of it. I'll actually spend more time with my family and be in better shape and better health and yeah. Reverse psychology on yourself. Yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm playing 11th dimensional chess over here. That's right. 
Well, I hope that your New Year's resolution is uh, to subscribe to MPT. And if you're listening to this, there's still time to sign up for a free 12-month subscription so you can get all issues from 2020 by visiting mptmag.com and clicking on the subscribe tab. This has been The Efficiency Point, a podcast from MPT Magazine. Follow us on Twitter at ModPumpMag for updates on our next episode and what we have down the road. Today's episode was produced by Richard Council. Until next time, I'm your host, Jay Campbell. Thank you again for listening.